Unbound Theatre presents Sounds and Sweet Airs, the complete works of William Shakespeare. The Merry Wives of Windsor, Act Three. I pray you now, which way have you looked for Master Caius, that calls himself Doctor of Physic? Marry, sir, the Pity Ward, the Park Ward, every way. Old Windsor way, and every way but the town way. I most vehemently desire you, you will also look that way. I will, sir. Bless my soul, how full of collars I am, and trembling of mind. I shall be glad if he have deceived me. How melancholy I am. I will nog his urinals about his knave's costard when I have good opportunities for the work. Bless my soul. Yonder he is coming this way, Sir Hugh. He's welcome. What weapons is he? No weapons, sir. There comes my master, Master Shallow, and another gentleman from Frogmore. Over the stile this way. Pray you give me my gown, or else keep it in your arms. How now, Master Parson? Ah, sweet Anne Page. God save you, good Sir Hugh. God bless you from his mercy's sake, all of you. What? The sword and the word? Do you study them both, Master Parson? We are come to you to do a good office, Master Parson. Very well. What is it? Yonder is a most reverend gentleman who, belike having received wrong by some person, is at most odds with his own gravity and patience that ever you saw. I never heard a man of his place, gravity and learning, so wide of his own respect. What is he? I think you know him. Master Dr Caius, the renowned French physician. God's will and his passion of my heart. I had as lief you would tell me of a mess of porridge. Why? He is a knave. A cowardly knave as you would desire to be acquainted with all. I warrant you, he's the man should fight with him. It appears so by his weapons. Keep them asunder. Here comes Dr Caius. Nay, good master parson, keep in your weapon. So do you, good master doctor. Disarm them and let them question. Let them keep their limbs whole and hack our English. I pray you, let me speak a word with your ear. Wherefore will you not meet me? Pray you, use your patience. In good time. By guy, you are the coward, the jackdog, John Ape. Pray you let us not be laughing stocks to other men's humours. I will knock your urinals about your knave's coxcomb for missing your meetings and appointments. Diable! Jack Rugby, mine host de Jatir, have I not stay here for him to kill him? Have I not at the place I did appoint? As I am a Christian soul now, look you. This is the place appointed. I'll be judgment by mine host of the garter. Peace, I say, Gallier and Gaul, French and Welsh, soul curer and body curer. Aye, that is very good, excellent. Peace, I say, hear mine host of the garter. Shall I lose my doctor? No. He gives me the potions. And the motions. Shall I lose my parson, my priest, my Sir Hugh? No. He gives me the proverbs and the noverbs. Give me thy hand terrestrial. So give me thy hand celestial. 
So, boys of art, I have deceived you both. I have directed you to wrong places. Your arts are mighty, your skins are whole, and let burnt sack be the issue. Come, lay their swords to pawn. Follow me, lads of peace. Follow, follow, follow! Trust me, a mad host. Follow, gentlemen, follow. Oh, sweet Anne Page. Ha! Do I perceive that? Have you made this sort of us? Ha ha! He has made us his flouting stog. I desire that we may be friends. Let us nog our brains together to be revenge on this same skull, scurvy cogging companion. Bagar with all my heart. He promised to bring me where is on page. Bagar, he deceives me too. Well, I will smite his noddles. Pray you follow. Nay, keep your way, little gallant. You were wont to be a follower, but now you are a leader. I'd rather forsooth go before you like a man than follow him like a dwarf. Well met, Mistress Page. Uh, Whither go you? Truly, sir, to see your wife. Is she at home? Aye, and as idle as she may hang together for want of company. I think if your husbands were dead, you two would marry. Be sure of that. Two other husbands. Where had you this pretty weathercock? I cannot tell what the dickens his name is my husband had him of. What do you call your knight's name, Sirrah? Sir John Falstaff. Sir John Falstaff? He, he, I can never hit on his name. Is your wife at home indeed? Indeed she is. By your leave, sir. I am sick until I see her. Page any brains? Hath he any eyes? Hath he any thinking? Sure, they sleep. He hath no use of them. He pieces out his wife's inclination. He gives her folly motion and advantage. And now she's going to my wife and Falstaff's boy with her. Good plots they are laid, and our revolted wives share damnation together. Well, I will take him, then talk to my wife, pluck the borrowed veil of modesty from the so-seeming Mistress Page, divulge Page himself for a secure and willful cuckold. And to these violent proceedings, all my neighbours shall cry, Aim! The clock gives me my cue, and my assurance bids me search. There I shall find Falstaff. I shall be rather praised for this than mocked. For it is as positive as the earth is firm that Falstaff is there. I will go. Well met, Master Ford. Trust me, a, a good knot. I have good cheer at home, and I pray you all go with me. I must excuse myself, Master Ford. And so must I, sir. We have appointed to dine with Mistress Anne, and I will not break with her for more money than I'll speak of. We have lingered about a match between Anne Page and my cousin Slender, and this day we shall have an answer. I hope I have your good will, Father Page. You have, Master Slender. I stand holy for you. My wife, Master Doctor, is for you altogether. Aye, bagar. And the maid is love a me. My nurse quickly tell me so much. What, what say you to young Master Fenton? He capers, he dances, he has eyes of youth, he writes verses, he speaks holiday. He smells April and May. He will carry it. 
Not by my consent, I promise you. The gentleman is of no having. He is of too high a region. He knows too much. No, he shall not knit a knot in his fortunes with the finger of my substance. If he takes her, let him take her simply. The wealth I have waits on my consent, and my consent goes not that way. I beseech you heartily, some of you go home with me to dinner. Besides your cheer, you shall have sport. <laughs> I will show you a monster. Master Doctor, you shall go. So shall you, Master Page. And you, Sir Hugh. Well, fare you well. We shall have the free of wooing at Master Page's. Go home, John Rugby. I come anon. Farewell, my heart. I will to my honest knight Falstaff and drink canary with him. <laughs> I think I shall drink and pipe wine first with him. I'll make him dance. Will you go, gentles? Have with you to see this monster. What, John? What, Robert? Quickly, quickly, is the buck basket... I warrant. What, Robin, I say? Come, come, come. Here, set it down. Give your men the charge. We must be brief. Marry, as I told you before, John and Robert, be ready here, hard by, in the brew house. And when I suddenly call you, come forth, and without any pause or staggering, take this basket... That done, trudge with it in all haste and carry it among the witsters in Datchet Mead and there empty it in the muddy ditch close by the Thames side. You will do it? I had told them over and over. They lack no direction. Be gone and come when you are called. Here comes little Robin. How now, my eyes musket? What news with you? My master, Sir John, is coming at your back door, Mistress Ford. And request your company. You little jack-a-lent, have you been true to us? I'll be sworn. My master knows not of your being here and have threatened to put me into everlasting liberty if I tell you of it, for he swears he'll turn me away. Thou art a good boy. I'll go hide me. Do so. Go tell thy master I am alone. Mistress Page, remember you your cue? I warrant thee, if I do not act it, hiss me. Go to, then. We'll use this unwholesome humidity, this gross watery pumpion. We'll teach him to know turtles from jays. Have I caught thee, my heavenly jewel? Why now let me die, for I have lived long enough. This is the period of my ambition, oh, this blessed hour. Oh, sweet Sir John. Mistress Ford, I cannot cog, I cannot prate. Now shall I sin in my wish. I would thy husband were dead. I'll speak it before the best lord. I would make thee my lady. Ah, you lady, Sir John. Alas, I should be a pitiful lady. By the Lord, thou art a traitor to say so. Thou wouldst make an absolute courtier. I see what thou wert. If fortune thy foe were not, nature thy friend. Come, thou canst not hide it. Believe me, there is no such thing in me. What made me love thee? Let that persuade thee there's something extraordinary in thee. I love thee, none but thee, and thou deservest it. Do not betray me, sir. I fear you love Mistress Page. Thou might as well say I love to walk by the countergate, which is as hateful to me as the reek of a lime kiln. Well, heaven knows how I love you, and you shall one day find it. Keep that in mind. I'll deserve it. Mistress Ford! Mistress Ford! Here's Mistress Page at the door, sweating and blowing and looking wildly, and we need to speak with you presently. She shall not see me. I will ensconce me behind the arras. 
pray you do so. She's a very tattling woman. What's the matter? How now? Oh, Mistress Ford, what have you done? You're shamed. You're overthrown. You're undone forever. What's the matter, good Mistress Page? Oh, well-a-day, Mistress Ford. Having an honest man to your husband to give him such cause of suspicion. What cause of suspicion? What cause of suspicion out upon you? How am I mistook in you? Why, alas, what's the matter? Your husband's coming hither, woman, with all the officers in Windsor to search for a gentleman that he says is here now in the house by your consent. To take an ill advantage of his absence, you are undone. Tis not so, I hope. Pray heaven it be not so, that you have such a man here. But tis most certain your husband's coming, with half Windsor at his heels, to search for such a one. I come before to tell you. If you know yourself clear, why, I am glad of it. But if you have a friend here, convey, convey him out. Be not amazed. Call all your senses to you. Defend your reputation or bid farewell to your good life forever. What shall I do? There is a gentleman, my dear friend, and I fear not mine own shame so much as his peril. I had rather than a thousand pound he were out of this house. Oh, for shame, never stand. Your husband's here at hand. Bethink you of some conveyance. In the house you cannot hide him. Oh, how have you deceived me. Look, here is a basket. If he be of any reasonable stature, he may creep in here and throw foul linen upon him as if it were going to bucking. Or is it whiting time? Send him by your two men to Datchet Mead. He's too big to go in there. What shall I do? Let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, let me see it. I'll in. I'll in. Follow your friend's counsel. I'll in. What? Sir John Falstaff? Are these your letters, knight? I love thee. Help me away. Let me creep in here. I'll never... Call your men, Mistress Ford, you dissembling knight. What, John? Robert? John? Carry them to the laundress in Datchet Mead. Quickly, come. Pray you come near. If I suspect without cause... Why then make sport at me? <laughs> then let me be your jest. I deserve it. Uh, how now? Uh, whither bear you this? Uh, to the laundress, forsooth. Why, what have you to do whither they bear it? You are best meddle with buck-washing. <laughs> buck? <laughs> I would I could wash myself of the buck. Buck, 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 I Buck, I warrant you, Buck, and of the season too, it shall appear. <laughs> Gentlemen, here, here, here be my keys. Ascend my chambers, search, seek, find out. I'll warrant we'll unkennel the fox. Good Master Ford, be contented. You wrong yourself too much. True, Master Page. Uh, up, gentlemen, you shall see sport anon. Follow me, gentlemen. This is very fantastical humours and jealousies. By God, is not the fashion of France. It is not jealous in France. Nay, follow him, gentlemen. See the issue of his search. 
I think my husband had some special suspicion of Falstaff's being here, for I never saw him so gross in his jealousy till now. I will lay a plot to try that, and we will yet have more tricks with Falstaff. Shall we send Mistress quickly to him, and excuse his throwing into the water, and give him another hope to betray him into another punishment? We will do it. Let him be sent for tomorrow, eight o'clock, to have amends. I cannot find him. Maybe the knave bragged of what he could not compass. Heard you that? You use me well, Master Ford, do you? I, um, I do so. Heaven make you better than your thoughts. Amen. You do yourself mighty wrong, Master Ford. I, I, I must bear it. If there be anybody in the house, and in the chambers, and in the coffers, and in the presses, heaven forgive my sins at the day of judgment. By God, nor I too. There is no bodies. Fie, fie, Master Ford. Are you not ashamed? What spirit, what devil suggests this imagination? I will not have your distemper in this kind for the wealth of Windsor Castle. Tis my fault, Master Pager. I suffer for it. Your wife is as honest omens as I will desires among five thousand. And five hundred too. By gar, I see tis an honest woman. Well, uh, I promised you a dinner. Come, come, walk in the park. I pray you, pardon me. I will hereafter make known to you why I have done this. Come, wife, come, Mistress Page. I pray you, pardon me. Pray heartily, pardon me. Let's go in, gentlemen. But trust me, we'll mock him. I do invite you tomorrow morning to my house to breakfast. After, we'll a birding together. I have a fine hawk for the bush. Shall it be so? Anything. If there is one, I shall make two in the company. If there be one or two, I shall make a deterred. Pray you, go, Master Page. I see I cannot get thy father's love. Therefore no more turn me to him, sweet Nan. Alas, how then? Why, thou must be thyself. He doth object I am too great of birth, and that my state being galled with my expense, I seek to heal it only by his wealth. Besides these other bars he lays before me, my riots past, my wild societies, and tells me tis a thing impossible I should love thee, but as a property. Maybe he tells you true. No, heavens so speed me in my time to come. Albeit I will confess thy father's wealth was the first motive that I wooed thee, Anne. Yet wooing thee, I found thee of more value than stamps in gold or sums in sealed bags. And tis the very riches of thyself that now I aim at. Gentle Master Fenton, yet seek my father's love. Still seek it, sir. If opportunity in humblest suit cannot attain it, why then... Hark you hither. Break their talk, mistress, quickly. My kinsman shall speak for himself. Be not dismayed. No, she shall not dismay me. I care not for that. But that I am afeard. Archie, Master Slender would speak a word with you. Aye, indeed, sir. And how does good Master Fenton? Pray you, a word with you. She's coming to her, cuz. Oh, boy, thou hast a father. I had a father, Mistress Anne. 
my uncle can tell you good jests of him. Pray, you uncle, tell Mistress Anne the jest, how my father stole two geese out of a pen. Good uncle. Mistress Anne, my cousin loves you. Aye, that I do, as well as I love any woman in Gloucestershire. He will maintain you like a gentlewoman. He will make you a hundred and fifty pounds jointure. Now, good Mistress Anne, truly, for mine own part, I would little or nothing with you. Your father and my uncle hath made motions, if it be my luck so. If not, happy man be his dole. They can tell you how things go better than I can. You may ask your father. Here he comes. Now, Master Slender, love him, daughter Anne. Why, how now? What does Master Fenton hear? You wrong me, sir, but still to haunt my house. I told you, sir. My daughter is disposed of. Nay, Master Page, be not impatient. Good Master Fenton, come not to my child. She is no match for you. Sir, will you hear me? No, good Master Fenton. Come, Master Shallow. Come, son Slender, in. Knowing my mind, you wrong me, Master Fenton. Speak to Mistress Page. Good Mistress Page. For that I love your daughter in such a righteous fashion as I do, perforce against all checks, rebukes, and manners, I must advance the colours of my love and not retire. Let me have your good will. Good mother, do not marry me to yon fool. I mean it not. I seek you a better husband. That's my master, Master Doctor. Alas, I'd rather be set quick in the earth and bold to death with turnips. Come, trouble not yourself. Good Master Fenton, I will not be your friend nor enemy. My daughter will, I question how she loves you, and as I find her, so am I affected. Till then, farewell, sir. She must needs go in, her father will be angry. Farewell, gentle mistress. Farewell, Nan. This is my doing now. Nay, said I, will you cast away your child on a fool and a physician? Look on, Master Fenton, this is my doing. I thank thee, and I pray thee once tonight, give my sweet nan this ring, there's for thy pains. Now, Evan, send thee good fortune. A kind heart he hath, a woman would run through fire and water for such a kind heart. But yet I would my master had Mistress Anne. Or I would Master Slender had her, or in sooth I would Master Fenton had her. I will do what I can for them all three, for so I have promised. And I'll be as good as my word, but speciously for Master Fenton. Well, I must of another errand to Sir John Falstaff for my two mistresses. Oh, what a beast I am to slack it. Have I lived to be carried in a basket? like a barrow of butchers offal, and to be thrown into the Thames? Well, if I be served such another trick, I'll have my brains torn out and buttered, and give them to a dog for a New Year's gift. The rogues slighted me into the river with as little remorse as they would have drowned a blind bitch's puppies, and you may know by my size that I have a kind of alacrity in sinking. I had been drowned, but that the shore was shelvy and shallow, a death that I abhor, for the water swells a man. And what a thing should I have been when I had been swelled! I should have been a mountain of mummy. Here's mistress quickly, sir, to speak with you. Let me pour in some sack to the Thames water. My belly's as cold as if I had swallowed snowballs for pills to cool the rains. Call her in. Come in, woman. Now, now. Marry, sir, I come to your worship from Mistress Ford. Mistress Ford? I have had Ford enough. I was thrown into the Ford. I have my belly full of Ford. Ah, last the day, good heart. That was not her fault. 
She does so take on with her men. They mistook their erection. So did I mine, to build upon a foolish woman's promise. Well, she laments, sir, for it, that it would yearn your heart to see it. Her husband goes this morning a-birding. She desires you once more to come to her between eight and nine. I must carry her word quickly. She'll make you amends, I warrant you. Well, I will visit her, tell her so, and bid her think what a man is. Let her consider his frailty, and then judge me of my merit. I will tell her. Do so. Between nine and ten, sayest thou? Eight and nine, sir. Well, be gone. I will not miss her. Oh, peace be with you, sir. I marvel I hear not of Master Brook. He sent me word to stay within. I like his money well. Ah, here he comes. <clears throat> Bless you, sir. Now, Master Brook, you come to know what hath passed between me and Ford's wife. That, indeed, Sir John, is my business. Master Brook, I will not lie to you. I was at her house the hour she appointed me. And sped you, sir? Very ill-favouredly, Master Brook. How so, sir? <clears throat> Did she change her determination? No, Master Brook. But the peaking cornuto, her husband, Master Brook, dwelling in a continual larum of jealousy, comes me in the instant of our encounter. After we had embraced, kissed, protested, and, as it were, spoke the prologue of our comedy, and at his heels a rabble of his companions, thither provoked and instigated by his distemper, and, forsooth, searched his house for his wife's love. What, while you were there? While I was there. <clears throat> and uh, did he search for you and uh, could not find you? You shall hear. As good luck would have it, comes in one Mistress Page, gives intelligence of Ford's approach, and in her invention and Ford's wife's distraction, they conveyed me into a buck basket. A buck basket? By the Lord, a buck basket. Rammed me in with foul shirts and smocks, socks, foul stockings, greasy napkins. What, Master Brook? There was the rankest compound of villainous smell that ever offended nostril. Oh, and uh, how long lay you there? Nay, you shall hear, Master Brook, what I have suffered to bring this woman to evil for your good, being thus crammed in the basket. A couple of Ford's knaves, his hinds, were called forth by their mistress to carry me in the name of foul clothes to Datchet Lane. They took me on their shoulders, met the jealous knave their master in the door, who asked them once or twice what they had been in their basket. I quaked for fear lest the lunatic knave would have searched it, but fate, ordaining he should be a cuckold, held his hand. Well, on he went for a search, and away I went for foul clothes. But mark the sequel, Master Brook. I suffered the pangs of three several deaths. First, an intolerable fright, to be detected with a jealous rotten bellwether. Next, to be compassed like a good bilbo in the circumference of a peck, hilt to point, heel to head, and then to be stopped in like a strong distillation with stinking clothes that fretted in their own grease. It was a miracle to escape suffocation, and in the height of this bath, when I was more than half stewed in grease, to be thrown into the Thames and cooled, glowing hot in, in that surge like a horseshoe. Think of that! Is he hot? Think of that, Master Brook! <laughs> in uh, good sadness, yeah. Uh, I am so sorry that for my sake you have suffered all this. <laughs> my uh, <clears throat> suit, then, is, is desperate. Uh, you, you'll undertake her no more? Master Brook, I'll be thrown into Etna as I have been into Thames. I will leave her thus. Her husband is this morning gone a-birding. I have received from her another embassy of meeting twixt eight and nine is the hour, Master Brook. Uh, Tis past eight already, sir. Is it? 
I will then address me to my appointment. Come to me at your convenient leisure, and you shall know how I speed, and the conclusion shall be crowned with you enjoying her. You shall have her, Master Brook. Master Brook, you shall cuckold Ford. Ha! Is this a vision? Is this a dream? Do I sleep? Master Ford, awake! Awake! Master Ford! There's a hole made in your best coat, Master Ford. This tis to be married. This tis to have linen and buck baskets. I will proclaim myself what I am. I, I will now take the lecher. He is at my house. He cannot escape me. Tis impossible he should. He cannot creep into a half-penny purse, nor into a pepper box. But lest the devil that guides him should aid him, I will search impossible places. Though what I am I cannot avoid, yet to be what I would not shall not make me tame. If I have horns to make one mad, let the proverb go with me. I'll be horn mad! The Merry Wives of Windsor was written by William Shakespeare. It starred Pippa Sawyer as Mistress Page, Sandy King as Mistress Ford, Andrew Faber as Falstaff, Alistair Sanderson as Master Ford, Philip Donnelly as Master Page, Mary Hall as Mistress Quickly, Robert Aldington as Sir Hugh, Gareth Johnson as Dr. Caius and Fenton, Emily Pugh as Anne Page, Alan Curtis as the host, John Hall as Justice Shallow, John North as Slender, Mickey Scott as Simple, Erica Sanderson as Robin, and David Alt as John. Sound recording was by Stefan Medhurst and music by Cercle Nouvelle. It was produced and directed by Dario Knight for Unbound.